This week on, on Sportsman Like Conduct, we talk about Tiger Woods winning the Masters, what it means going forward in the future of golf. We also talk about the NBA slash NHL playoffs, and we wrap it up with Major League Baseball. All that and more coming up on Unsportsman Like Conduct. Welcome to Unsportsman Like Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk and you listen. My name is Austin Chastain, one of the staff reporters here at Central Michigan Life. To my right is Elena Hess. Elena, how are you? I'm doing a little better than last week, taking uh, each day as it is. But yeah, so I'm just kind of learning how to deal with that loss, you know. Yep, still <laughs> rocking the D-Way t-shirt. Gotta oh, yeah. love it. And to my left, Mr. Andy Gleason. Andy, how are we doing today? Doing great as always. Always excited to be on the show. Excited to have the full crew back this week and um, excited to get rolling. Absolutely. want to give a quick shout out to Andrew Loveland for stepping in last week. Big time help. So guys, let's let's get right into it. Um, Tiger Woods going out going out to Augusta, taking taking the win, taking the green jacket, winning the 2019 Masters, his fifth and his first since 2005. Um, Andy, we'll we'll start with you. I I know you're kind of a, kind of a golfer, kind of a golf fan. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but tell me what was going through your mind as as you watched as you watched Tiger take down Augusta. Yeah, definitely a big golf guy, and um, I mean, it was great. Uh, I was kind of like, oh, you know, like like to do homework during the um, Masters tournament and all tournaments just because it, it's slower pace. But, I mean, you had to lock in for the last six holes there. Tiger was just, he seemed out of it at first, but he was just keeping himself in there and in there. And finally, Molinari hit those two bogeys, um, two double bogeys on the back nine, and it was kind of Woods is to lose, and he didn't lose it. And it was just like such a emotional moment for a lot of people around the world, um, especially I think when you saw like the photo and the side by sides of him hugging his dad and then him hugging his son. Um, it's just kind of awesome to see that he's like he's seen the rise, he's seen like the gates of heaven, but he's also seen the deepest valleys, and it was just really cool to see the rise of. Tiger Woods to return to glory after so much hype after a while. Yeah, agree with you. And I was one of those people that was really emotional. Kind of like how Elena gets with Dwayne Wade. I was like this about Tiger winning his first major since 2008. Um, I was sobbing, sobbing for a good five minutes. But I, I was, I agree with you. When, when Molinari dunk, dunks that ball on 12, I said, this is it. Let's go. Tiger Woods about to win his first major in... 11 years I didn't think we'd ever see it but we're we're gonna see it and it it happened and I I don't know Elena what did what were your some of your thoughts um did well let's start did did you watch the Masters I watched just the very end of it I watched him win it I (laughs) I'm really really happy for him because I think this if it's if it's not the greatest it's got to be close like comeback of all time in sports because like you said Andy he was just the lowest of the lows and he came back from that so many years later and that's just crazy to just just a crazy comeback and uh just for all of his fans it was just so like sentimental and emotional and it was just it was just awesome to see and I think it made if you're not even if you're not even a golf fan I think that it made you happy absolutely I mean I'm one of the bigger golf fans that I know like I said I was I was so happy um 
and and really it was almost like um it was almost like a anticlimactic finish when he makes a bogey on 18 he hits a decent tee shot kind of chunks his second shot gets up and makes makes a two putt for a bogey when he hits that when he hits that second shot and leaves it kind of short you're thinking oh crap we cel- started celebrating a little bit too early yeah definitely on 17 i was thinking right when tiger finished 17 and brooks had that putt on 18 i was thinking man if brooks birdies this hole this could be this is not over and Thankfully for us Tiger Woods fans, Brooks Kepka missed that putt on 18, and he got a par instead of a birdie. But if he doesn't miss that putt, then there's a playoff, and I think Kepka would definitely have the momentum after a birdie on 18 and Tiger just bogeying that hole. So I think it was key for Tiger to go into that last hole with a two-shot lead and really benefited him in the end. But what a leaderboard that was at the top there with Tiger, it wasn't like he was just rolling with a bunch of scrubs. I mean, Kapka was up there, and Molinari, two guys who won major championships last year. Um, what are your thoughts on the leaderboard? Um, I'm actually looking at the leaderboard right now just as a little bit of review so I know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but you got guys like Dustin Johnson. You got Xander Shoffley. What a performance from the 25-year-old, hey? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he finished one shot out of the lead, and he said in his interview after his final round, hey, we can go out there and win this thing. Guys like me, we can go out there and win this thing. I'm like, yeah, you can, and you probably will one day, dude. Um, But then you got Jason Day, Webb Simpson, Molinari, like you said. Um, And really, I've heard of all all the guys in the top ten, Tony Finau, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay. The guy was leading there for a minute. That was that was impressive. Yeah, to see. he definitely got hot there in the final day. I mean, he Cantlay and Rahm finished four under on the final day to really put themselves in a great position. Elena, what do you think this means for Tiger going forward? I mean, the the next two majors, the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open, are both at courses that he's won at. He's won majors at. Do you think that? that Tiger can continue this run or make a run, I guess? I think it could go one of two ways because this could be a huge, like, momentum going forward for him, but it also could be, like, I almost wonder if he should just ride it off into the sunset. I don't, I don't, probably not that because if he could win a Masters, then he can do, he's the best right now, obviously. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if he wins anymore. I think, I think this... If I'm gonna guess, I don't. I don't think so. But I. I hope. I don't know. I. It's just really hard to tell, honestly. Because golf's like one of those sports. I feel like that. Honestly, it's just whoever's hot is gonna go. Exactly. Like we we saw Brooks Kepka win back to back U.S. Opens. And correct me if I'm wrong. He won the PGA yep, Championship. Won the PGA two majors last year. Exactly, and and back to back majors at mm-hmm. that. Um, Andy, I want to ask you this. Do you think Jack's record is in jeopardy once again? Um, I'm not sure yet. I'd like to say so. The biased part of me wants to say so just because of that dominance that we saw. And now he's kind of doing it a different way. Um, but I do think Tiger's back. And I think it's safe to say that it's in jeopardy. Do I think he's going to do it? I'm not sure yet. Um, but it's definitely in jeopardy. Tiger, like you said, I think this year is going to be a key. If Tiger can get another one this year, then I think he will definitely break Jack's record, but we'll see. And even if he doesn't break it this year, he might get it in the future. But 
It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I think, I, again, the, the this kind of the bias side of me saying Tiger's going to win one of the next two majors with the PGA Championship being at Bethpage and the U.S. Open being at Pebble Beach. I think the site of one of his greatest major victories outside of this Masters. Um, so I think we'll see Tiger win one of those two tournaments and then maybe a tournament next year, a major next year, and then start to close in on Jack's record of 18 majors. Now he's got 15. He's only got three to go. Exactly. And I say only, but because major championships, they're pretty hard to win, I think. But, you know, Tiger's done it 15 times. Jack Nicholas did it 18. Who knows? Um, so let's change gears into hoops season and I guess puck season. However you want to say it. Playoff season. Post Playoff season. season. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like that. Elena, we'll we'll start with you because you got the Dwayne Wade T-shirt on. You're kind of the basketball guru at this moment. What do you think of the Pistons <laughs> as the eight seed playing the number one seed Bucks? See, okay, here's my thing with the Pistons. They're terrible, but <laughs> oh. I I think that I think the Heat could have given the Bucks a little bit of more of a run for their money, but hey, I don't ha- I can't say anything because they didn't make the playoffs. I think either way they're both going to get swept if they make it. So, Pistons, they're just in that spot to get swept. So, they have absolutely nothing to work with, honestly. I I don't know. It's just kind of embarrassing, but I it's not embarrassing for me because I really don't care. But, right. But it's just like right now it's like it's 117-99 with a minute 30 left in the fourth quarter. So, not as bad as the first loss, but it's still, it's still not good. It's still yeah. embarrassing. Still bad. So, I mean, it's kind of you know what's going to happen. So I don't. I mean, there's really not much to say about it. Right. I I had to laugh. Uh, I saw the Pistons Twitter this morning said, "Let's even up this series." And I'm like, "You guys aren't even going to win a game. Like, don't say you're going to even the series. Everyone in this on this planet, except apparently for the person that runs the Pistons Twitter." knows that the Bucks are going to sweep the Pistons out of the playoffs. I mean, I think if you're a Pistons, like, I mean, if you're a Pistons fan, if you're on the Pistons, you kind of got to hope. You got to, you can't just go in there like, oh, we're going to, we're going to lose the next three. Right. You got to hope. You, you might, like, you might be. You, you got to have the mindset, but they're, they're definitely not going to. Yeah. They might be able to win a game. No. They ain't going to win. They ain't going to win four. I can tell you <laughs> that right now. Yeah. They won't win one. <laughs> You think the Pistons are going to get swept out? Yeah, the oh, Pistons yeah. are a bad basketball team. I think they just need a tank. Well, I want to get you guys' thoughts on that, too, because, you know, if if I'm a Pistons fan, and I'm, I'm not, I don't really care about the NBA, if I'm being honest, but if I'm a Pistons fan, I want to see the Pistons not make the playoffs, get a good draft pick, and make yourselves better instead of getting embarrassed by by Milwaukee. What, what, do, you, what do you guys think? Would you rather... Would you rather your team pretty much guaranteed to lose in the playoffs but make the playoffs or get a good draft pick to try to become better next year? I think it's different for fans when like for fans like you don't want to see your team lose but you you do want that good draft pick for for me it was different because I wanted Dwayne Wade to go out in the playoffs that's the only reason I right. wanted the Heat to make the playoffs <laughs> but because I knew they'd get swept either way but I think that if you're a player, it's very hard to go out there and want to lose. So I think, right. I think going on the floor every night, you want you want the winning mentality because 
you don't want to go out, like that's not a competitor mindset. So I think for the players, it's never to go out there and lose because that's extremely embarrassing and degrading. I feel like it would be as a player. So I don't know. It's probably really it's really hard. So to say to tell a team to tank or to want a team to tank is kind of bad, but you kind of got to hope for it in the back of your mind. You just kind of, as a fan standpoint, I think you just kind of hope they lose if you want a good draft pick. Sure. Yeah, I, um, I don't think you should ever ask players to tank, but I think just from like a management standpoint, you can put together such a bad basketball team that you are tanking and free up salary cap space. Like personally, I think Andre Drummond is one of the most overrated players in the league. Like the center position, if you don't, if you can't stretch the floor, or be athletic and cover multiple positions, you're pretty much useless in today's NBA. So, I mean, this the classic center position has been eliminated. So, I don't know. I think Drummond's overrated. I do like Blake. Honestly, he he's a versatile player, but he's not a lock to stay on the team by any means. So, I think you should tank. Maybe hold on to Griffin and. Um, eventually maybe add some nice pieces, some good value picks, and then maybe try to lure a free agent, kind of go like the Philadelphia route. But, I mean, there's other routes, but it just hasn't been working for the Pistons. I agree. I want to get some quick thoughts on Blake Griffin's former team, the Clippers, with their 31-point cut. Oh, I see see the mischievous... The mischievous look on Elena's face right now. I want to talk about the Clippers' 31-point comeback against the Warriors. The only team now to blow a 3-1 lead in the finals and a 31-point lead in the playoffs. I just thought that was a fun stat. I was about to say something about that 3-1. Oh, please go. (laughs) Sorry, I stole your thunder. Please go ahead. No, I was just going to say we're thinking the same thing because, like, I don't know, something about those numbers put together that they don't like. But I think it's just funny because Kevin Durant, I always I bash him so bad on this podcast, I feel like, but, I mean, I can't hide it. He let Patrick Beverly get in his head. Like, come on. And he gets rejected the first game. Like, you got to blow that off. I mean, if you're a competitor at, like, such a high level like that, like like Kevin Durant is, like, you cannot let Patrick Beverly get in your head because that's what he wants. Of course he wants that. And he didn't care if he was going to get ejected. He, Kevin Durant got ejected with him, so perfect. It's a win for him. And then they come back in the second game, second game in Oracle Arena and they take, a, take game two from them coming back from a 30 30- – 31-point deficit, so that's that's just awesome. I slept great that night, so <laughs> I just I love that. So. For sure. Uh, Andy, do you think that there's any possible chance that the, the Clippers could, dare I say it, upset the Warriors? No. Um, the Warriors are just too good. I think the Clippers have the ability to get in someone's head. Um, like Pat Beverly, he's a little menace out there, a little scrapper. I really respect his game, but they have the they have the team to steal a game. You know, got Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. But I think the Warriors just lost focus. You know, Steph when Steph gets rolling, he gets rolling, but he gets a little cocky out there too, and he was kind of like dancing, doing his thing, and then he lost lost his groove, and then they just kind of get frustrated as a bunch. I think they'll rebound really well. Um, one thing, though, is I think losing bigger Boogie is a bigger deal than they have than it has been in the past just because their center position is so thin. I know they have Jordan Bell back, but um, it's it's a weird year for the Warriors, but I don't think they'll lose to the Clippers. I think next round, though, they got to watch their money against Houston because Houston's playing really good right now. I agree. I agree. Uh, you, 
I mean, it's it's the four five with Houston and, and Utah, but you don't really expect Houston to lose that series at, at in any any way you shake it, you you don't expect the Rockets to lose that series. Um talking about Boogie uh going out, you never want to see a player go down like that. I don't know. Okay, but this is what I have to say about that. I think that's karma and ball don't lie, because he went to the Warriors and that was weak. So maybe that's karma coming back to bite him, but I feel bad for him, and I hope he comes back stronger. But I also, it was weird because during the regular season, when he was on the floor, they it, they were worse. But I don't think, I think that they're kind of going to be flustered now without him because I think that they were still trying to work him into the mix. But I do think the Rockets are going to give them a run for their money, and I think they can beat them. And that would be awesome to see the Warriors go down in the second round. Yeah, it would. And they're they're just beating on the Jazz right now, sixty to thirty eight in the second. So nice, nice. All right, well let's let's move on to a little bit of hockey talk. A little bit of hockey talk right now. Andy, we talked about it before we went on the air, and I'm I'm really sorry for your Penguins. They put up a hell of a fight though. Um, Give me some of your quick thoughts um, about about the about the Penguins. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't see the heart that you need to see in playoff hockey. Didn't didn't match the heart of the Islanders, at least. Uh, the Islanders really came out buzzing, were excited to play at home, and then I thought the the series was going to shift once it went back to Pittsburgh, and um, it just didn't. The Flyers came out, they played another good game, and then. Game four, I was thinking, hey, if there's a team that can do it, it's Pittsburgh. You know, down 3 nothing, They're a vetted team. Won two of the last three Stanley Cups. So they can do it. And then they score in the first 30 seconds last night. I'm saying, hey, let's go. But then the Islanders score three unanswered when the game 3-1. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Um, Islanders are a fast team, young team, playing good hockey. But Pittsburgh's defense really struggled in that series. I think the Islanders' forecheck was getting to the Pittsburgh defense, kind of affecting their breakouts. And the, uh, and really, Pittsburgh couldn't get anything working in the offensive end. Their cycles weren't working. And uh, defense were playing really hesitant, not really moving the puck well on their breakouts. So I'd really like to see some defensive acquisitions. I think Chris Letang played some pretty selfish hockey in that series, and he just was making selfish plays, trying to do it all himself and taking dumb penalties. So I think there's selfish reasons, but it was a tough, tough series for the Penguins, definitely. But the Islanders are a good club. Probably going to take uh, take the Capitals for a good series in the next round if I'm assuming the Capitals will get by the Canes. So that's my thought on the Atlantic division <laughs> or the Metro. Fair enough. Oh, let's 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 kind of move over to that other sweep in the Eastern Conference. How about them Blue Jackets? Like a, a seven. I made a joke last night that um, it was the the Cleveland Blue Jackets seven and the or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, to kind of play an NFL joke, I I, I said it was Columbus seven, Tampa three. It's a football score yep. for all intents and purposes but if, if in a non-joking manner the blue jackets i i think they're for real i i don't know if if they'll be able to get past toronto because honestly if you look at it i think it's toronto's cup to lose yeah definitely the blue jackets are a legit team um 
Toronto's got their money where their mouth is right now. I mean, the Bruins just play playoff hockey year in and year out, and they play a physical brand. They're dirty. They get under your skin. I mean, I personally, I hate Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. They just, like, try and kiss you on the ice and put their um, mouths or their fingers in your mouth and yeah. just do all that kind of weird stuff and get under your skin. And um, So don't count them out, but I really hope the Leafs beat them. But... I think the Blue Jackets just play a good brand of playoff hockey. Like once you get to the um, postseason, especially in hockey, it's a different game. Um, as you just saw, Tampa Bay had the most wins in NHL history or the most points in NHL history, I, says, I should say, and they lose first round. They get swept by the Blue Jackets, so that's pretty interesting. They lost 20 games in the regular season, and then they lost four straight in the playoffs. I mean, that is – that's your second season. You're, that's where the I guess the the money is made. That's where Stanley has won, and you couldn't even win a single game, and you just got you got to you get run off the ice by pretty much the last seed in your conference. Your last team to clinch a playoff berth. You're the first team to clinch a playoff berth, and you're the first team out of the playoffs. It's kind of, it's, I don't want to say pathetic, but it's really, really sad if you're Tampa. But um, Can I just say something? Can we back it up? They're sticking fingers in people's mouths? Yeah. Okay, okay but if you stick my, if somebody stuck their finger in my mouth, I would bite it. Why aren't they? They got, like, gloves on, you know? Oh, okay, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, right. it would hurt, guess, yeah. but not, like, yeah, not as bad. bad. I forgot yeah. they have gloves on. Yeah, yeah and the, those, pad, <laughs> those pads are good, like, yeah. Inch thick. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. you're, you're mashing thick, on, yeah. on foam pretty that is much. Nasty. And it's probably like gross, yeah. sweaty. Like, oh, yeah. That's so disgusting. Yeah. yeah the, oh my God. Like, like uh, ma- hockey equipment is, is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it is, oh, yeah. it's frightening. So jamming that thing in someone's mouth, man, you got to get, you got to keep mouthwash on the bench. If, That's if, disturbing. I might really, watch now. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I'm not a huge hockey fan. You guys know that, but right. that might be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, well, and it's been a, a very violent playoffs, too. Lots of fighting, lots of huge hits. My God, they, it's been fantastic. Do they let them fight at all? Or oh, yeah. They... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely let them fight. Um, it, it, my, one of my favorite my favorite hockey memes is, it, and all it says is, I love the sport of hockey because you can beat someone's ass and sit in, sit in the penalty box for five minutes, and you're good to go. Yeah. I, I, I think... Playoff and especially playoff hockey. Oh, thanks for that image. That's <laughs> wow. That is frightening. Oh, okay. So, is that is that uh, is that Marchand? Marchand yep. jamming someone's glove into someone's mouth. <laughs> Man, that's gotta be gross. He's, honestly, I'd just take my stick and just hit him in the head with it. Maybe knock like, a clue into his head. I feel like my brother would do that to me. <laughs> um, kind of getting back on track, getting on the rails here. Um, who do we think comes out of the West? Because um, we. I mean, I, we know we said we're not going to really count Boston out of that series. Obviously, it's a 2-2 series. But I think uh, who's in your Stanley Cup final? Let's just go hmm. Yeah, the East is tough right now because my two favorites were Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, and they're both out in four games, so that's pretty crazy. Um, pretty wild Stanley Cup. As of now, hmm, that's a good question. I hate to say it, but as of right now, I'll go with Washington again. Washington's my least favorite team in the the NHL, but I think they'll make it. I just don't want to be biased against them. 
And then in the West, I'll go with, uh, I mean, Nashville's getting worked up right now, but I'll go with them. I think they'll rebound. I just think they got a lot of playoff experience, and going into Nashville is really tough to win a game there, especially later in the playoffs. It's probably the most electric atmosphere in the NHL. So I'll go with Washington, Nashville. I'll even make the prediction right now. I got Nashville in six. That's a good prediction. Lots of thought process yeah. behind that. You see, I'm, I'm, I don't, I, no, I don't, I don't put, a, I put, a, I put a lot of thought, but I don't. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Toronto. I like the brand that they, brand of hockey that they play. They, they play a great game for the brand. It's fantastic. I think Austin Matthews and the addition of John Tavares is going to be huge. I think they're going to make the Stanley Cup final, and I'm going to say it. I'm excited. Vegas. Vegas is going back to the Stanley Cup final where they're eventually going to lose again, but this time in six games. I like both those picks a lot. Um, Vegas is a gritty team, but um, and obviously have the experience making it their last year and first year as a franchise, but I really like the Toronto pick. I think you made a good point in their style of play. Uh, last game, they played uh, just a really good win, go up 2-1 two, two on the road, and then um, they or two one at home and then tonight they're down five to two and they made a really resilient effort um ended up losing the game five to four but uh we're right there had chance after chance to tie the game up at five five but i really like the way the toronto team's playing right now as well yeah i do too elena i i I showed you the bracket and you're like i don't well i just feel like i don't have a I do not know enough about it to pick anyone, so I'm going to go ahead and let you guys take it away. You guys tell me who, and you guys just did, so. <laughs> I, I I would, if I threw something did. out there, it would be absolutely, I have no idea. Well, honestly, yeah. I, I'll, 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 <laughs> no one has any idea, honestly. Right. And, but that's the thing. All 16 teams really have a good shot at it. I mean, it's not like yeah, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I was like trying playoffs. to look at their like, records, mm-hmm. and I was, or like what the series is. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not It's not like the NBA playoffs where it's like, yeah, it's, you, know, you know, the lower, the, I guess the worst seed, if you will, they're, they're going to get beat. You know that for sure. Because, I mean, looking at, at that bracket for the NHL, yeah. the, all, all of those teams are good. And all those teams have a good chance to win their series. Right. So. I'm going Definitely. To the Blue Jackets and the Blues. Is that a thing? It's a good pick, yeah. The Blues <laughs> have been one of the best teams in the uh, second half of the season, so that's a yeah, definitely that's, good that's pick. A, that's a pretty good pick. Yeah. You could see it happen. It's Blues and the Blue Jackets. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a lot of blue. That's the NHL is like hard blue. to pick. I, I'd say I'm a pretty avid NHL fan, and... um. I picked the Penguins and the Lightning to make the Eastern Conference Finals, <laughs> and they both lost in four games. So, Woof. Not good. Yeah, it's no. It's pretty cool, though, that you don't ever know because yeah. it's just I mean, I mean, it's a good competition. I'm yeah. doing a competition with, like, uh, a lot of my friends. Oh, and they, you lost money. <laughs> and, yeah, and, but a lot of them had the same exact thing, Tampa, Penguins. So I was Fair like, enough. oh. But I had Pittsburgh winning the whole thing. I shouldn't have done that. Just my bias <laughs> kicking in. But yeah, I'm done. Hey, hey sometimes you just got to pick with your heart. I understand. Yeah, I would I pick the to. Red Wings. If the Red Wings had made it, I would have picked them to win it. Even though I know they didn't stand yeah. a chance. A snowball's chance in hell of winning. I, I, I knew <laughs> yeah. they were going to. I knew I was going to pick them. Speaking of Detroit teams, the Tigers. Let's move to baseball. The Tigers are eh, they're um, eight and nine. 
Yeah. They lost tonight in extras. Yeah. What is this, their fifth loss in a row? Because they lost tonight. Um, I think so. Yeah. I believe so, yes. Um, so, I mean, we expected the the losing, but, like, they started out better than we thought, but I feel like that might have That happens, and then we get our hopes up, and then it, it kind of dies off. But, I mean, it's kind of now we're going to – I feel like what we're going to see the whole year now. They're kind of losing, and it's just – I mean, but they're close. I mean, today was they lost three to two. Yeah, so but, they're they're putting up a fight. That's yeah. that's kind of what you want to see. Um, but I mean, they're still not. I mean, they're not. This is probably what we're gonna. This is the reality of it. I think. Yeah. Losing. Yeah. They, it's Detroit's reality. Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, a- Andy. What have you seen from the Tigers so far? Um, I know you're you're not a, a particularly you know a huge Tigers fan. You're. Cardinals fan. I'll try to get over that, mm-hmm. but um, what what have you seen from the Tigers so far this year? That's that's been good. That can give give Detroit fans that hope, but it's just not quite there. Yeah, um, I live with a couple Tigers fans. I keep teasing them, telling them they got the best uh, manager in the league, Ron Gardenhire. He's not the best manager in the league, but he's a beauty. Um, the Tigers are, I mean, I think this is what you're going to get is not a playoff contender, not a um, franchise team. They're only a year away from having the number one overall pick um, as the worst team in the league. So I don't think the Tigers are contenders by any means. I think the losing ways are going to continue. I think it was good to see a hot start, and I hope you see some of their younger talent, like Nico Goodrum, um, third baseman I can't even pronounce his last name but he's a talented player so I'm excited um for the future of the Tigers hopefully we see a little Casey Mize um maybe in September but I think for the Tigers you just gotta keep developing your talent um maybe look to sell at the deadline and uh, acquire some more talent and uh just keep rebuilding I think they're doing the right thing by uh trust in the process as the Philadelphia 76ers like to say so um I like the path the Tigers are moving. Um, Tigers fans have to be patient, but they're doing the right thing. I agree, and I I, I like Kristen Stewart's start so far. I mean, he's he's hit a couple, couple of bombs, including a grand slam, that really set the Tigers off for that hot start. Um, but and and they're they're close. They're so they're close in so many of these games that it's almost painful to watch because they're they're right there, but they just can't find that big that one big hit or that one big strikeout or just that out that they need so it's just it's just a little bit frustrating to watch the tigers just continue to struggle as they have for past couple of years like you said they're they're in line for that number one pick i don't i don't know if they're i mean they'll obviously be able to to take that pick and and run with him but I think it's going to take a little bit more than just a number one pick because he's going to probably start off in the minors unless Definitely. he's like yeah. unless he's like Derek Jeter or something like that. But he's going to start off in the minors. Nick Castellanos, do we think he's a guy that the Tigers need to sell come trade deadline? That when you mentioned trade deadline and selling, that was the first name that popped up in my head. Yeah, he's definitely one on my radar too. Um, I've been saying it for years, and Tigers fans hate it, and they should have did it a couple years ago. Um, Trade Miguel Cabrera. Um, His stock is not as high as it used to be. He's still a really good hitter, and I think the Tigers could benefit from him having a really good season and then selling him. But 
I mean, you could kind of see the trajectory of the Tigers going down when they traded JV, when they when they lost Scherzer. I was saying, hey, you guys got to get rid of Cabrera too if you want to do this thing. You got to be all out. Cabrera was still one of regarded as one of the best hitters in the league, perennial MVP candidate, and they could have got the Kings ransom for him. So, um, I think a lot of it. I think you you hate to say it, but trade your best player and. I mean, don't trade him for draft picks because that's just not the MLB way, but trade him for prospects, you know. The Tigers are just keep reloading their farm system, and I think they can take a page out of your Chicago Cubs book. Um, Chicago Cubs traded. Um, who's the pitcher with the long hair? Last name started with, like, Jeff Samarja. Was he? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, traded him. He was having a really good year. Traded a, a couple other really good players and ended up getting players like Baez from the A's. Um I think maybe Addison Russell was in the deal. Uh, a lot of good talent from other organizations, and you see them two years later, three years later, and they're winning the World Series for the Chicago Cubs in the first time in 100 years. Um, I think the Tigers just got to take a page out of their book. Yeah, I agree. You can't, when they're giving a, when they're uh, sending uh, Scherzer and uh, Verlander away, you can't be one foot in, one foot out, because what do you expect? Cabrera to do for you alone you can't you can't just look at one player especially in baseball it's you have to be good all around so just if you're like you said if you're going to give away those players you might as well give them give all your good players away and just uh try to build up and rebuild bring people in and I know Detroit's kind of a hard uh place to land people because nobody really wants to come to Detroit so it's kind of hard I feel like it's kind of like that with all sports too like with with Detroit it's not a huge destination spot I feel like with Cleveland too, kind of, yeah. it's the same way. So it's just kind of hard because I mean everybody wants to be in like Florida or California, like warm, warmer states. So that's like a hard. That's probably hard for them too. Yeah, Detroit needs to be winning to recruit teams. I mean, like if you saw like the Pistons back in the day, like they could recruit some talent because they're winning. Teams want to win rings, but if you're not winning, don't have that base, then your team's not going to get those free agents. Yeah, I agree. I. I I like I, I like that you 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 gave gave some credit to the Cubbies there that was that was really nice to you back you know a couple couple minutes ago here but um, yes I I agree that the the Tigers need to honestly they just need to go find talent <laughs> if I'm being honest and I like I like how Elena put the one foot in one foot out you have to be all in if you want to win a World Series you have to be all in and you. Somehow I don't, and I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I don't know how you make the city of Detroit attractive. It's kind of a losing city, in, in terms of sports. It, it kind of has started to become a little bit of a losing culture with all four teams kind of sucking. Yeah, it's pretty sad to see. I mean, um, I remember when I was in like the sixth grade, twelve years ago or ten years ago, or probably not that long ago, but a long time ago. Uh, had the April and the D song, and the Pistons were pretty good still. And that song the, was a heater. Yeah, just saying that the, song. Yo, oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah, heater, heater for sure. That was a really good song. But um, that's when there's the optimism. You know, the Tigers were World Series contenders. The Red Wings were Stanley in the Stanley Cup. The uh, Pistons were just kind of like just starting to die off a little bit from their really good uh, championship team. So. That's when the peak of Detroit sports in our lifetimes, at least. So, um, 
just to see the state where four teams all missing the playoffs. Or I mean, the Pistons make the playoffs, but might as well miss the playoffs, you know, in a four game, sh- yeah. four game sweep. Uh, can I just talk about? Okay, I'm sorry. This is gonna. I just want to know why your Cardinals pitched to Yelich. Oh, Christian Yelich is my least favorite player, but he's growing on me, I guess, like for respect. But I don't know. He, we were doing so well. Um, just come off a four game sweep of the Dodgers, and then um, we split with the Cincinnati. But then we get just torched by Yelich. It's just crazy. Eight homers in six games. Yeah, incredible. They finally beat him today, but they're two and. They're two and five against Milwaukee right now, and that's just killing us. Milwaukee's killing us this season. Well, I, I, I think going going far back, reaching back to our our show where we talked about our World Series contenders, I think the Brewers are a really, really good World Series contender. Um, yep. I, and I think it was a game against the Cardinals, but I saw a graphic that Fox Sports, I think, um, like Wisconsin or Fox Sports, Milwaukee or whatever affiliation, whatever it is, um, said key player Christian Yelich. All it said was stop him, and I and I'm thinking, do you walk him? Do you hit him in the legs? Do you do something? Hit him in the legs, because if you walk him, he'll steal on you. Yeah, because dude's got power. He's got speed. He's he's frightening. He's I think very deserving of that MVP last year, but he's frightening. Yeah, he's elite. He's Mike Trout of the NL for me, honestly. But plays he's better. Yeah, and his I, team wins. Yeah, I don't That's know if why he's, he's better because his team wins. His team's better. I mean, the Angels just suck. It besides um, <laughs> besides Mike Trout. Uh, I mean, they got Pujols, but he hasn't done anything in years. Um, he's he still now? playing? He's old. Yeah, he's still playing. He's the GOAT. Yeah, Pujols is a great player. He was. He used to rock for my cards back in the day. When I was I little, him. I'd just be like, Pujols. Pujols. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's fat man, I cannot believe he's still playing. <laughs> I thought he retired years ago. Nah, he's a DH. He's just on the irrelevant <laughs> Angels, you know. He's signed a massive deal with the Angels and then nice. has been irrelevant since. Nice. That is unexpected. That was unexpected. I thought, like I said, he had uh, retired years ago, but oh well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Whatever, I guess. But for now, for, for Andy, for Elena, we want to say thank you guys for listening. Check out all the other podcasts here at Central Michigan Life. I'm Austin Chastain. We'll talk to you guys when we meet again. Always have-